How are we doing, everybody? Happy Halloween here. Uh, I am Jeff Oak here with Kevin Perdios and Chris Henrique for another episode of Shorthanded Takes, a Boston Bruins podcast presented by Beyond the Monster. Uh, It is Halloween season. The Halloween October is over uh, after today. Uh, boys, uh, I know, I know Kevin is up here. Uh, we had to make, we have to make this quick cause he's handing out candy with the other half, uh, on this lovely Halloween night. And you've already had a lot of kids. You said, right? Yeah. The, um, it's a nice night for, for, so we've had a lot of kids running around here trying to get their candy. Um, the parents are probably thrilled that we're <laughs> instead of one piece, we're like, yeah, grab a handful. So what? But, okay. Um, so, so you're not a full size. So sure their bar. parents are thrilled. No, but you know, we had that conversation where we said, should we do the full size candy bars? And after it's our first year in our in the the place we're in now. Um, after this year, we're glad we didn't go full size. We would have went broke. So um we're gonna stick with the small bite-sized candies or whatever and let them take a handful. But um we wish we wish we went king size, but in hindsight, your your bank account asks your, your your bank account at the end of the day thanks you for not going king size here. Uh, Chris, what about you? Do you get anyone on your uh your door? So I so I live in an apartment and on the second floor. And the way that it's set up, I'd have to like buzz you in and everything else. So yeah, that's that how it is work. with me. But yeah. um, yeah, and at my parents' house, no, we don't um we don't participate in the, the art of giving out candy any longer. We used to, but it's hard because when you get dogs and then every person rings the doorbell, <laughs> you got to corral your animal much. So now we go dark out to the door. I actually, I, I was thinking about this too. I have like a little bit of a hot take. I think they should abolish trick-or-treating to be honest with you. Oh, wow. Um, I don't know. I, just, I think it, I think it's time for it to go. You know, growing up, we're told never to talk to strangers, but yet one at one at a year, we dress our kids up and ask them to go to strangers' door to get candy. It's the most hypocrisy at its finest. But uh, no, I, I I just I don't know. I think if I had little ones, it'd be there's even a new up. thing out there called trunk or treat. Yeah, it's literally you're you're in a parking lot and you're handing candy out through the trunk of your car. Yeah, you you, so it's, you de- it's literally like do not take strangers from can't like go up to some a stranger's car. They're offering you candy. It's 101 what we're told not to do as kids. And <laughs> now it's a thing. It's an it's- ass backwards world nowadays, kids. We 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 yeah, we we got we got we we weren't allowed to go near this stuff, but now now you guys can. So uh be careful out there. <laughs> it's a it's a rough world out there. Uh so let's get let's get kicked well, I mean, while you're trick or treating though, while you're trick or treating though, yep. throw the headphones in and listen to some of the short antiques, uh, you know, our podcast. Oh, exactly. While the kids are all or if, or if you're a parent, or if you're a parent, you're just waiting back for your kids in the car. Yeah, go right ahead, pop us in, and uh, give us a good old listen. Because why not? Because the Bruins are red hot right now, boys. We might have we might be. Uh, Chris was saying the other day we might we might have a podcast for a Stanley Cup contender now, and I mean. We we weren't able to say that the last couple of years. So it, this team is this team is looking really good. They went three and zero in the last three. Uh, both Kevin and I both predicted three and zero. Chris predict, predicted two and one. 
Uh, so they beat the Stars, yeah. they beat the Red Wings, they beat Columbus. Uh, and within that series with those three, uh, a surprise return, a surprise early return of uh, one Brad Marchand. And Chris, I want to start it with you. What does the, obviously the return of Brad Marchand is a huge impact and it has already made a huge impact uh, going forward. Uh, once he can get ramped up, this team's going to get even scarier. Yeah, it, it looked like, too, like he didn't really miss a beat. He didn't look like someone that missed, you know, obviously missed the start of the season, but he didn't look like somebody that just had double hip surgery. You know, he looked he looked good out there. It was like vintage Brad Marchand, so it was really nice to see. But, uh, but no, I mean, this is just another weapon to a team that the lineup is kind of deep right now. And um, I just think it opens up more of the scoring. I mean, you continue to look at it. There's what, 15 different guys that have scored a goal or something like that. I forget the exact stat that Connor Ryan tweeted out uh, during the, I think it was the Blue Jackets game. But um, but no, I mean, I, I just think he just deepens this team even more so right now than I think any of us really ever expected. So, I mean, you get two goals right off the rip. I think you would have what, four points in that first game? Something like that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, just talk about a, you know, a huge shot in the arm and they don't need to, and the other thing too is like, they don't need to slowly work them in too. do like you did the other night, play them, sit them, play them, sit them. Like you don't need them to be out there at, at that, you know, all the time um, until it's time to really ramp them up into, you know, as we get through more of this 2022, 23 season. Kevin, what about you? Yeah, I, I'm uh, uh, it was nice to see how he responded, right? Chris, Chris kind of put um, the words right out of my mouth of I kind of anticipated him when he came back because I mean, double hip surgery, he's north of 30 now, and it's tough to bounce back from stuff like that. You know, that's a major, that's a major surgery to on one, never mind both. So um, it was really nice to see him bounce back and, and play, like you said, barely missed the beat. He looked up to up to speed, um, which is really good to see. And I, I think Chris is right with how well they're playing. Don't rush this, right? Like let, let this. If he needs a day, give him a day. Like we we kind of have built a a little bit of a cushion. I know we're only eight nine games in. Um, so you don't want to get too far ahead of yourself, but still with the depth that we've shown, um, we're 14 different guys to score or whatever the number is. Um, we don't necessarily need to rely on them. So take this opportunity while we're playing well, let these guys rest because come the middle to the end of the year, we're, we're really going to need these guys. We're going to need Bergeron, Marsh and pasta in home, um, you know, all the, all these guys that we're going to rely on, we're going to need them to be healthy. So allow them to rest when they can. Um, the other note I really had, and I'm probably going to steal from uh, 98.5 here is how they managed this and how they managed the Martian timetable. They over-exaggerated it so that when he comes back, earlier it seems like oh wow this guy's gotten it out this guy no they're like all right this could be six weeks so we're gonna say it's eight i'm obviously exaggerating the times that they said it was longer than that but you guys get my point um i think that's and other other sports teams in this town 
should take note of that. Uh, specifically one that shares the same arena should take note of how the Bruins handled that timetable injury report, whatever, on what they're releasing to the media. I think they did it exactly right. They're not pressuring Martian to come back, and it was, it was good. So kudos to the Bruins front office. And coming from me, you know you know that. So let's let's stick on that topic of injuries for a second because you got another uh, in, uh obviously Krejci's injured here uh and on that same day Krejci got injured uh Jack Stanika uh was traded to the Vancouver Canucks uh now we all everyone knows our uh you know standing on Jack Stanika uh great player great kid just you know couldn't fit into a system that you know uh was deep at the at the center position let alone just, you know, never really got the chance to play. And when he did, he couldn't really uh, perform up to the level that he and Jim Montgomery want to. So they gave him a fresh start here uh, with the Vancouver Canucks. And in return, they got a AHL goalie and a, an, uh, a very young uh, defenseman uh, who's over, I believe, in Sweden right now uh, playing over there. So, Chris, uh, just quickly, very quickly here. Uh, uh, quick take on the whole uh, Stanika saga now coming to an end. Yeah, you know, I we obviously we touched upon it in the last episode. We talked a little about Stanika. Um, you know, I kind of felt that based off of Montgomery's comments that I didn't really foresee a trade. Like, I didn't see that on the horizon as, you know, he would be the odd man out. Um, but as for the, um, I mean, this is good for him. One, he gets, he's going to a young team. Two, he's going to a team that he's going to get to get playing time with. Um, I think Vancouver currently has him on the fourth line as well. Um, kind of feels like where that's where he's kind of maybe his ceiling is going to be a third line center. You know what I mean? Like that might be the ceiling. Um, but what I liked about the deal though was a lot of just complimentary things about him from both the coach, from the general manager, his former teammates, and then he goes to Vancouver. And his first little media briefing is nothing but just outstanding things about Bergeron and Krejci and, and Coyle and how they go about preparing and how he wants to take that mentality to Vancouver. Just kind of talks about him really as just like a person and just so, you know, I wish I wish to all the, you know, the success in Vancouver and, you know, hopefully for his sake he makes Sweeney kind of pay for the fact he traded him. Kevin, what say you? Yeah, I, I like it. You know, if if you, this is a young guy that if you didn't think he was going to kind of develop into that top six forward that you were hoping for, move on from him, right? And, and kudos to them. They didn't, you know, hey, they evaluated what it was. Yep, we have an opportunity to make a move where we're thin, um, within on D and within uh, at the AHL level on goaltending. So if we're able to kind of get a guy that we think just needs to change your scenery, ship him out and get another young guy in that um, we don't really know what he is, but he's over in um, Sweden, like we said, playing. So I- I'm fine with that. I think I, I, I like it, right? If, if you really are evaluating this kid and think, you know what, He's just going to be a, a bottom six forward for us. Move on from him, right? And, and it's not a shot at him. That's, you know, like Chris said, 
I hope he proves Sweeney wrong. But if that's what your evaluation is, move on from him, right? Make a decision. And two times I think moves, well, well, he could develop, make a decision, right? We got, we got to build for the future here. That's our biggest thing is we're getting older. Bergeron, Marshan, Krejci, you know, those guys are all getting up there. So your, your window with them is closing and you need to look to the future. And if you don't think Stanik is going to be part of it, move on. And they did the right thing. So I, I hope, um, I hope we never run into Vancouver in the playoffs, and I hope he's not a big part of what they're doing. But at the same time, when we're not running into him and we're not playing him, I hope he has a great oh, career. Wait, 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 wait. So, we um, want to run into Vancouver in the playoffs. That means he'd be in the Stanley. Okay, well, you know, like <laughs> I don't want him to do well against us. All right, let me let me backtrack. I don't. I wish him well, unless it's against the Bruins. Then I hope he. Stinks. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, uh, yeah, I'll, t- I'll take your word on that one. Um, so uh, the return of Chucky Mack is also upon us. Um, he was back at practice today. Uh, no uh, full full contact. Uh, he was cleared for practice and contact. He's traveling with the team, not playing any of these games on the trip, but it is a step forward to see that he's traveling with the team and he will be practicing with the team on this trip. Uh, so, Kevin, I'll go to you on this one. Uh, the last piece to the puzzle for right now is the return of Chucky Mack and um, whatever else comes after that. But the return of uh, Charlie McAvoy is going to be huge for this team. Uh, what say you when it comes to the return of uh, Chucky? Yeah, it's massive, right? Um, like Chris said in our text chain um, earlier this week, it, you know, we, we may be doing, podcast for a Stanley Cup contender. Um, for me, I've said last few episodes that our biggest weakness right now is uh, defense, right? You can't be you can't be scoring five goals a game and losing, right? And and I know that was only one occasion, but still you, you gotta you gotta be able to defend, you gotta be able to play three in three zones. And right now Majority of the time, I think we're able to play in one and two. The defensive zone we're really struggling in. When so when you introduce a guy like McAvoy back into the fold, it just strengthens us, and I think that's huge. Similar to what we said with Marshan, um, don't rush him back. Right, we've built a little bit of a cushion. I'm using that term lightly, but. Um, allow him to take the time he needs, right? If, if he needs a day off, give him a day off because again, we're going to need him in the middle to the end. We don't need him right now. We have a, a decent, we've gone off to a good start. So don't, don't force it. Don't, you know, if on back to backs, he's just not, not feeling it. Sit him one of the games. It's okay. We're, we'll, we'll be able to get by with one game. Um, so we need him back for sure. But at the same time, find a way to toe that line where you're not rushing them back, if that makes sense. Chris, what say you on the return of uh, Chuck? I would just say to pray for the NHL because it's, it's just another piece that the Bruins are going to have back. Um, the Bruins the Bruins need him. I would, I would treat the McAvoy return the same way as we just talked about the Marchand return. Um, you know, 
yeah, they need them, but I wouldn't go and, and over and abuse it. Um, the, the defense is going to look and sir once he's back. Um, it's been nice though. You know, you, there's some, there's some takeaways with him being out though, right? Like Lindholm actually has looked pretty good. Um, last couple of, you know, we'll call it last, maybe like what, five or six games kind of coming into his own. He's scoring too. Um, but yeah, like I was saying with Martian, you know, like I, he just deepens their, their roster and their, in their lines. That's same thing with McAvoy. And it's going to be fun to watch this full squad healthy. It's going to be really, really fun to now that all these pieces are back getting close to being back. Um, now we just got to kind of navigate the David Krejci waters a little bit, which I don't think that that's going to be a massive deal, but um, they're getting fully healthy and that could be scary. Yeah. And with David Krejci, uh, he's obviously uh, traveling with the team. Uh, I don't believe he's expected to play tomorrow, but he very well could play on Thursday when they uh, travel to uh, the New York Rangers. But um they will have until then, most likely Pavel Zaka uh, be that main center uh, for that second line and so on and so forth. But you guys are right. Uh, the team is getting back into the health and having Marshan back this early when he was not expected back until, you know, first of December, right before Thanksgiving is a massive, massive uh, uh, upgrade for this uh, offense. And he showed it right off the bat. With uh, with you know, scoring an assist and two goals in a uh, five-one, I believe. Yeah, five-one win against the uh, Red Wings. So, uh, next four. Uh, before we move on to a couple of uh things around the NHL, uh, next four you're looking at. Uh, you got the Penguins tomorrow. This is gonna be a tough test. This is this is where you're gonna see uh what what Bruins can really show up. And I know they're eight and one, nine and one right now, and you know they've already shown their worth. But they they got a good they got a good uh, stretch here they can really be tested on. You got the Penguins tomorrow. Uh, you got the New York Rangers on Thursday. You're at Toronto. We'll talk about them in a second on Saturday. And you uh, you host the Blues on that uh, next Monday, uh, the day before the election. Uh, so the 7th. Uh, the Blues, uh, very tough team right now. Blues are a very good team right now. Uh, I hate to say Jordan Bennington is, is looking good to start the season. And, you know, he doesn't have Ville Husso uh, to compete with anymore. So he's got he's, the job is kind of his at this point to uh, lose. Uh, but let's go. Let's move on to where I said I wanted to move on to. And that was the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, just lost yesterday uh, to a Anaheim Ducks team in overtime that had lost seven straight. Uh, and, you know, just uh, Austin Matthews, only three goals this season, Kevin. Um it's not, it's not a good start here for uh, our, our friends north of the uh, north of the border, and not that not as not that we're upset about that, but you know, as you know, as you know, uh, podcast people, we have to be a little bit unbiased here for a second, and uh, you know, what what's what's going on north of the border here, Kevin? I honestly have no idea. <laughs> right. I, I wish I knew, right? Like, I wish I could say, well, you know, it's it's goaltending, it's the offensive output, it's defense, it, but it, it literally is everything. Like, they are just not a good team right now. They're not playing well. They're not um, playing as a team. Their goaltending's not there. It It's, they got 27 goals for, 30 goals against. They, it's, 
when you got Austin Matthews, this is unacceptable. <laughs> you know, you really, you shouldn't be 500. They're four, four, and two right now in 10 games. So it, it's just when you're chasing the Canadians, it's, it's, you're, you know, you're in a bad way right now. But at the same time, looking at the Atlantic Division, it is kind of fun to see all three Canadian teams in the basement, right? So not to just rag on them, but it's more fun to see Toronto and Montreal down there. Um, but really, it, it, it's tough. I don't know what, you know, Maple Leafs fans are probably steaming, and I don't blame them. Oh, I they, would be they, too. When there you, was one on have, Twitter. One on Twitter day burning a Marner jersey. So, yeah, I mean, there it's it's not for a lack of talent, right? <laughs> like you look at that roster, they're a talented team. Something's just not clicking, and I think it's got to be a coaching change. There's got to be there's got to be a move made drastically because the talent's there. You just have to feel you have to figure out what is going wrong, and maybe. Maybe that's a lot of behind the scenes for guys we think are good locker room guys aren't good locker room guys. And then if that's the case, you need to make a move. But if you continue down this path, you're, you're in. You know, what's uh what's even better than uh, seeing the Canadian teams in the basement is seeing the Bruins being eight and one. And as of right now, running away with the Atlantic division, because the next best team I believe is five and three, four and three, something like that right now. And that's the floor. Yeah, we, we got a five point cushion right now. Yeah. With the Florida Panthers uh, and that's in the Atlantic division. And obviously uh, Bruce Cassidy's Vegas Golden Knights right now are uh, about the same as the Bruins that right now. Said though, that said though, like we were saying, we have a five, six point yeah. cushion here that can quickly go. Oh, away. 100%. Like that can quickly go away. So don't don't sleep on that. Keep yeah, don't don't let like off you, the gas. You have an opportunity. Yeah, you have an opportunity to really what's the saying for baseball? You can't you can't lose you can't put up the pedal. Yeah, you can't miss or whatever it is. Same thing to go with the Bruins, right? You have an opportunity to really solidify yourself as all right, we're gonna be in the playoffs because we got off to a great start, but you need to capitalize because don't forget how good Tampa Bay is. They're exactly. right now they're five and four. Yeah, Tampa Bay's not going to stay at five and four. They're going to hit a streak where they're they're winning eight out of ten games, and next thing you know, they're first in the Atlantic or whatever. Or they're right on your ass. Um, same with Florida. Florida's going to figure out they're going to hit a stretch of games where they play eight hundred hockey. It, it's so keep building on this, but find that line where you can manage the health and keep playing well. So, so Chris, I want to go to you on this next one uh, before we uh, start to wrap things up here. Uh, I would talk to you guys about this earlier and you said you had quite a hot, hot opinion on it. Uh, so there's a, the situation, the situation in Seattle right now with um, their fourth overall pick in the draft. And that is Shane Wright, uh, 18 years old uh, has been scratched three out of the last five games uh, and there's some turmoil going on there right now with, you know, his playing time. Uh, he's on the fourth line, not getting a lot of playing time right now. Um, and there, there's a story that his grandparents went to see him play, uh, during that three game home stretch. 
Uh, and you scratch healthy scratch all three of those games. Um, it's kind of it's kind of rough <laughs> for for the grandparents who travel all the way to uh, Seattle to see their grandson play. But that point aside, Chris, you you had you had an opinion uh, that you wanted to say for the show, so I'm going to give you the floor here for a second and uh, have you go ahead and give your opinion. I guess my question is, is why is this like even a story? Like, why are you know? I, I get it. Fourth overall first, first. That's why. Pick. Yeah. So he's fourth overall at 18 years old. So to me, right, it's it's one of two things. Either he's not ready to play in the NHL because if he was, he'd be out there every single game, especially with an expansion team that it's that's I didn't even say they got a young roster. I think they have a, a balance of veterans and young players. Whether the roster is good or not, that's a different conversation. But clearly to me, right, and this is just on the surface. Their aspect of either he's not taking coaching well or he's headbutting with with someone for the fact that you're going to go ahead and scratch this kid. The whole thing about the grandparents, I, I don't want to shit on it, but so what? Like, Did we lose him? Did we lose him? Oh, this makes this makes for it's great makes for great podcast. I know, right? Uh, uh, so hold on, I'll go up to you until we get him back, <clears throat> uh, Kevin. Uh, you know, you were saying like you know, uh, he hates to be a you know Debbie Downer, but who really cares about you know the whole grandparent story? It makes sense in a way, but with the whole uh, whole Shane Wright thing, what is your what is your uh, take on it? Yeah, I think I agree with Chris. The kid's eighteen, right? Like. Oh, great! Your grandparents play. Like, is is your coach in the NHL supposed to just play you because? Well, his grandparents are here, so I'm going to play. No, grow up. Like, I think Chris is right, and he's he's jumping back in here now, so I'll let him finish. But his point to who gives a shit that his grandparents were there? You know, I, I think I think he's right. My laptop literally just stop working it won't even turn on it oh. just shut right off it, it, like i i don't know what it's like super warm i have no idea what's going on there right now uh but yeah so i mean like <laughs> tough shit the grandparents you know i'm mean? <laughs> back in hot coming back in hot. back in hot i love it tough shit i don't give a shit about your grandparents. <laughs> I, like it's not like i get it you want to you want to see your grandkid play but like it's the NHL. This isn't. This isn't. You know. I I don't know what the equivalent would be to like a sixteen year old playing hockey. Like I understand. I don't want to sound like heartless, but there's a reason why that he's not playing. And if you're the fourth overall pick and your ice time has been diminished and you're a scratch three of the last four games and it's now generating a buzz beyond Seattle and a little more national. Who's digging into as to why? Is there an issue with the coach? Are they butting heads? Is he not taken to coaching? Did he get into it with, with a veteran player? Um, is he not preparing? Like, there's got to be. Is he pulling some Tyler Sagan shit? Like, there's got to be something that's there that people have not uncovered just yet. Or it's an 18 year old kid that's not ready to play in the NHL yet. You know what I mean? So I don't put a lot of stock into it. I, I, I am. I think if it was here. I, you already know what the narrative would be. Bruins again don't want to go ahead and play yo young player, blah blah. So I don't know. I think from the the perspective of Seattle, I think until a little more information comes out, I don't have an issue with it. 
And sometimes you got to do tough love too. If this kid wants to play, put in the work. I like so it. So me broad brushing it. I like it. Me broad brushing it and kind of just seeing it as what it is and reading what's out there and available, but not covering the Seattle Kraken. To me, what it seems like from reading is that there is something that's there. I, I just I don't fathom that a general manager, even to the ownership level, is going to say, hey, you know what? Play him, you know what I mean, or else. It's like there's something that's there on the surface. And this kid is, is learning the hard way. And when we find out, hopefully we're right. You know, no. I mean, if it turns out they're just not playing no. for whatever, you know, for a stupid reason, then that's shame on them. Like you're now you're just thwarting the development of your player. No, you're definitely right. Uh, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens from here on out with uh, that situation. We'll come back around to it next week, maybe if, if any new details come about. Uh, but let's wrap it up. Uh, that way, Kevin can go back to his uh, candy giving, and uh, Chris can figure out his uh, now overheated. Laptop. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This is different. So uh, next four boys, like I said, uh, wrapping around into next Monday uh, at the Penguins, at the Rangers, uh, at Toronto, and home against the Blues. Kevin, what is your prediction? Oh, man. So we're going until the Blues? Yeah, we'll go right up until the uh, next podcast. Jeez, okay. um, man. So four games. I think we go three. We're gonna go two. We're gonna go five hundred here. I think. Two or two. I think you're gonna you're gonna take you're gonna take Pens and Maple Leafs. Um, the Rangers. We probably lose in a shootout or overtime, something like that. You know what? I want to go three and one. We got the Blues. We're gonna lose to the Rangers, but we got, we got the, blues. the Blues. I'm changing it right now. We got yeah, the we Bennington got the blues, blues, baby. I, I think. I don't know why, but I just feel like, you know. F the blues. <laughs> well, I wonder like, why. I, I'm, I'm sure that I'm the, sure there's I'll a lose to the Rangers. I'm sure there's a deep yeah, I'll lose reason. to the Rangers, but I'm not losing to the yeah, I'm not losing to the uh, the blues. Fuck them. I'm sure there's a deep rooted reason as to why you hate the blues so much. I can't imagine what that could be in any way or form right now. Uh, yeah, no idea what that could be. Um anyway, uh Chris, what is your prediction? So three one for Kevin. Uh, my gut was telling me two and two. Um, I'm going to stick with the my two and two. Um, I think come out and they beat Pittsburgh. Um, I'm really not afraid of the Rangers. I'm really not. Um, St. Louis could be a tough game. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to go two and two, which means they're going to go three. And two, so means they're going to go four and zero. Is what's going to happen? Yeah, I'm going. That'd uh, be good too. That'd be even better. Uh. I'll I'll go two and two as well. Uh, just I, I'll, I'll take they'll they'll beat Toronto or they'll beat the Pens and then they'll you know lose close games to the Rangers and Blues as much as I hate to say it with the Blues, but or it should be it, the other way around. Oh, most likely Washington Blues to the Maple Leafs and Penguins and then beat the Rangers and Blues. That's usually how it goes. It's you know just I I I don't I don't try to question my uh, authority anymore. Um. So with that being said, uh, we will be back next Monday once again. Uh, and, you know, hopefully hopefully uh, we can get another good stretch going on here, extend that points lead a little bit more because uh, it's, it's a tough stretch. It's a tough stretch coming up. So uh, any every point matters, and you got some big powerhouse teams coming up in the Atlantic uh, division that need to uh, be put down 
uh, and show your show your worth if you're the Bruins. So uh, without further ado, once again, I am Jeff Hoke. Uh, that is Chris Henrique. That is Kevin Perdios. Happy Halloween from uh, the guys at Shorthanded Takes a Boston Bruins podcast presented by Beyond the Monster. Have a great night, guys. Peace.